What's up, everybody? Tanner here from the All You Can Hear podcast. Today, episode 94, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about some cosplay stuff. But first, let me introduce our regular cast with... Cole. Uh, Cody. Wenzel. Uh, it's Itachi B. Uchiha. Whoa! <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, oh, got him. Shit. I wasn't and, expecting that. I wasn't either. I was no. a... uh, crazy. Wow. I don't know where Pat went. And we have uh, two very special guests with us today, and I will let them introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Sarah Morris. I'm Zero. You can just call me that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they are our cosplay experts, uh, per se, besides Mr. Uchiha here, of course, who's in full cosplay. Okay, he's not in cosplay. That's actually Itachi. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Wait a minute, guys. It's oh, it's yeah. Pat! Oh. Pat! You oh. missed it. Itachi was here! <laughs> He'll come back around. Trust me. Oh, how do you know, Pat? I I I don't know how. Co- oh, oh she Pat was just here. <laughs> this is what we talked. This was the morning of. Oh, we do a lot of visual bits on the podcast. No one will ever see. No, this is. Yeah. So uh, today, uh, first off, we learned that trying to coordinate a podcast with eleven people a little uh, difficult. Uh, so today, uh, Sarah and Zero will be we'll be asking them stuff about cosplay. We've been wanting to actually do this episode for a little bit. Uh, and just, you know, coincidence fell today, but uh, they will be telling us about their cosplay, how they got into it, stuff like that. We'll just be asking a lot of questions. Yeah, you will be. Yeah. <laughs> I was told there'd be no math. Uh, well, uh, there's math. a little math involved. Yeah. <laughs> We're a math-centric podcast. Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't realize that, but it's it's hidden in the archives. I do, cal- I do calculus at all times. Yeah. <laughs> There, there is a lot of bamboozled. Yeah, there's way more spreadsheets associated with this podcast than there should be. There yeah. really is. Actually, yeah, we do a lot of that. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking. We they lot really of like data. Yeah, I love data. Yeah. Oh my god, I love a good spreadsheet. In, I spent two hours worst on a spreadsheet. At math. Yeah, yeah, we just. We I, eat that's why it I like spreadsheets because I don't have to do math. I mean, my major and minor are both essentially Excel. So and Google Sheets. And I'm taking five of the same math classes. <laughs> exactly the same. What does it even mean? I don't know what that meant. Uh, who knows? One, one has a two in it. So, uh, Zero and Sarah, how about start off by telling us just a little, how you actually got into cosplay. Like, what drew you to, like, the community as a whole? Oh, man. Well, I started in uh, high school, and it was just through my friends kind of, like, dragging me into it. Um, I was interested in going to conventions, but I had two friends that were like obsessed with this video game called Jet Set Radio Future. Oh, yeah. And they were like, yeah, we want you to be Rith. So Rith from Jet Set Radio Future was my first ever cosplay. I didn't even play the game, didn't know what it was. I was just (laughs) doing it for my friends. Um, But after that, I really enjoyed it. And so I started taking it more on and doing my own characters and just over the years got progressively more and more serious about it. That's a super interesting, like, first cosplay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really I, like, weird and obscure. Like, like, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, I was Naruto. Or, that was so no. much better than mine. I was. <laughs> I, had a, I had, like, the spray paint blue hair. Like, oh. Was it splat? It, I don't remember what it, it, it was. It was horrible, whatever it was. <laughs> That's a, like, because you, you, whenever I think of first cosplay, I'm thinking. Oh, I dressed up as Naruto, and that's I went and got an orange piece of cloth from Jones Fabric and took a blue sharpie to it. Yeah, like, that's what I think. I always think of cosplay. something like pretty simple. That does not sound simple. No, it was not simple. But I had been sewing um, and crafting on other things like my whole life, so it was kind of easy to jump in and do it. Um, my parents helped me, of course, because I was like. 
I don't know how to sew and pattern. <laughs> so, there was help, but got me started. Mine is uh, kind of a similar story. Uh, my friends in high school were telling me about my first con, which was Camicon, which is the con- upcoming con we're going to. And they wanted me to go. It was my first con. I didn't really know anything about cosplay or anything. And I was really into Star Wars at the time. So my first cosplay was a Sith OC. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just a bunch of old Halloween costumes I had lying around my house. And I just jumbled them all together. Ah, yes. Stormtrooper the Jedi. (laughs) 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 <laughs> the the long lost uh, the, uh, old republic uh, character, and uh, I did I made my own lightsaber hilt. I went to Lowe's and got some chrome piping and like stuck them all together and made a hilt. And that's when I also learned about doing cosplay in public. Uh, with all the Lowe's employees coming to help me, thinking I have a piping or plumbing <laughs> issue. I was like, no, I'm making yeah, a lightsaber. <laughs> So just theoretically, no, if I want, if I wanted to make a hilt out of this, just theoretically, uh, I couldn't. So like I've obviously never cosplayed besides my headband I currently have around my throat. Oh my god, it's Naruto. <laughs> yeah, oh. I I don't know if you can't tell. They've got Naruto and Itachi. Yeah, they're both here in uh, living flesh. So I, like I, that's something I guess I've never really thought about is like, because I mean like you don't know or I don't anyways I don't know everything about like putting stuff together. So I couldn't imagine like going to like a craft store or something being like, so I know most people use this for this, but I need to be this specific thing. How does this work? So I don't know. That's just something I've never really thought about with cosplay. It's just like, I guess the semantics behind it. And it's so, I guess surface now there's, there's forums. There's actually like cosplay dedicated shops online that you can buy supplies for, or it used to be even before, most people make armor out of EVA foam. That wasn't a thing back then. You mm-hmm. took PVC pipe and cut that, heated up, and bent it and made your armor. <laughs> and it was heavy. <laughs> and it was uncomfortable. I think what Tanner's actually asking is, what do the people at Michael's think of you? <laughs> <laughs> They're used to it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I'm used to telling people at Lowe's, no, no, you can't help me. <laughs> very specific thing for a very specific purpose and I don't want to tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, do you think this lawnmower blade would make a a, a good uh, I don't even know. I don't even know what you would use a lawnmower I'm blade. I'm trying to make a katana from like Naruto. Yeah, like one of the giant shurikens yeah. from Naruto. You should know that Itachi. Come on now. I want to get no, two Yeah, that's oh. Itachi. Yes, that Who's Itachi? Be um peace bound con appropriate. They'll have to take it from me. I got two lawnmower blades. So in the old days, you could kind of get away with going into cons with real weapons. Can't do that anymore. Like you're bad at hammer cons. You know, I really do think that's a good thing. (laughs) No, I'm just salty because over the summer, I put actual metal nails in an actual wooden baseball bat and then was not allowed to bring it into the convention. But it's fine, you know. Well, what if next time you just tie the little orange tags around each individual it's, nail? It still doesn't guarantee that I'm not gonna hit someone with it. I guess so. Just put like the, you know, the like the little covers you can get for like cat claws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Just put those on there. Hey, think of the bright side now. Yeah, you have a really good weapon. I do. (laughs) Just in case. By my nightstand right now as we speak. (laughs) I also have just a wooden bat I got from a Baron's game like 12 years ago, but it's like that big. So that's my (laughs) one. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, Just to rewind for a minute, Tanner said that big, but he held out about six inches. Yeah, no, it's about six (laughs) inches long. Between his thumb and his forefinger. See, that's what we're talking about, the visual bits. The visual bits. We have to go back and explain them. Well, you can hear how long I said that and be like, oh, Oh, that was was about a six inch thing. Yeah. Because it took six seconds to say that. So, yeah, six inches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a one second per inch. Yeah. Uh, My. So my next question, so we already know like what your first cosplays were and kind of, you know, how they came about. I want to know, I would like to know, like, I guess what was it about cosplaying that took you to, because I mean, obviously you both, you know, cosplay all the time. Like you have these Instagram pages, you know, all that stuff. So what really took it to the next level? Because like there's been tons of stuff as a group, like one of us have wanted to do and we've been like, oh, okay, that was okay, but... It's like you've both kind of dragged in it by friends and then now you're like <coughs> huge into it. So what was yeah. it about it that really bought you like that made you love it so much? Yeah, I guess kind of going from like it just being an added experience at a convention. It just makes conventions so much more fun to participate in them in costume versus just like as yourself. Um, but for me, the cartoon Legend of Korra, when it came out, uh, seeing Korra and like the way that they animated her body, the style, uh, her personality, I related to her so much. And I'd actually like gone out of cosplay for years while I was in college. I was kind of like repressing my nerdy side. And then I just happened to watch Korra and was like, I have to be this character. Like, I have <laughs> to bring her into the real world because she is so awesome that I want her to exist, not just as an animated character. Like I want to make her real I want to be her um and so from that it was just like I fell in love with being really strong badass characters and here I am <laughs> that you're in a podcast in a kitchen yeah <laughs> it's a very nice kitchen very nice the funny thing is when you said like let the court kind of re-spark your like your love of cosplay I was just thinking like there's a scene from John Wick where he just takes a hammer and breaks open this kitchen floor. And just, but it, yeah, yeah, basically Instead of him bringing that. out good, you yep. can bring out all yep. your cosplay. She's got her figures <laughs> down there, her wall machine. scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I've never really thought, like, how, like, and, like to me, like, from an outsider's perspective, I always feel like when people cosplay, it's just like, oh, I could be that character really well. I never really think about how, like, animation as a whole, like, you were talking about how Korra's, like, body moves and stuff. I've never really even thought of that being like oh i want to be this character yeah like with her um there's like a really cool like just her whole creation she was based off of uh like female athletes and specifically female um mma fighters is the inspiration behind cora and so the american artist of cora actually had to go back to the korean animation studio and say no 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 you don't understand you have to redraw her because she's not muscular enough mm-hmm. like they were making her like you know like normal female characters would look and they're like no we want like a built ripped female athlete character and like just seeing that so beautifully animated and like she was just so strong and cool and i had never seen something like that before it was like i want to like honor this you know so that, that no that's awesome Maybe I should cosplay Korra. <laughs> I, I think I we wanna, should all cosplay I think Korra. you need to cosplay. Can we all just go as Korras? You know, Maybe like man. the Power Rangers version of Korra's where we all have a different colored outfit on. Oh. The different elements. That'd be badass. You, 
I didn't even think of that, but yes. Different. <laughs> no, just colors. Just colors. <laughs> just colors. He's he's the he's he's the orange one. What is what's his element? Oh, like? you're dressed in blue. That must be water. No, no, no. no it's, it's still water, but it's, it's just blue. orange water. Yeah, he he, he, he bends up. Sun Fanta. <laughs> no, Fanta. <laughs> Fanta. Tank. Truly a weapon to beat Metal Gear. <laughs> um. I was going to ask, um, and I'm trying not to cough as I'm asking this, so uh, I am dying right now. Um, but Don't worry, the... Cody will edit out all his cough. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, Timestamp now. But I guess one of the things that, one of the things when you're talking about core, when you're talking about specifically that uh, sort of the animation style, and you were even talking about some of the background knowledge about it, like how much of a deep dive do you do on a character? when you are whenever you are creating a cosplay. I mean, yeah, for me it's like I I'm not really interested in cosplaying characters just because they're popular. Like for me if I'm going to spend this much time and money and energy and blood and tears and sweat, <laughs> like I want it to be a character that really resonates with me and so I I like knowing like everything about the character, their creation, like the whole process of, you know, making stories is just really interesting to me as well and that kind of factors into cosplay and you like bringing that character to life in as many ways as you can I, going off that whole idea of like the character and the story building what character did you have you done cosplayed that was so much different than what you would say is your your IRL personality like what what what, what have you done that's just so out of character for you but you love doing it or maybe hated doing it I don't know oh man um Shut <laughs> up, not talking about Hey, I like the Cheshire Cat, okay? I relate to the Cheshire Cat. She's referring to one of my cringy cosplays from high school. <laughs> That's actually Halloween. a Halloween costume. It wasn't even a cosplay. It was cat ears and cat tail that I made. <laughs> and then I tried to bring it out last year at Dragon Con, and it was not a good idea. <laughs> and he will not let me forget it. <laughs> hmm. And Justin, I know you do Junkrat a lot from uh, from Overwatch. I do. Uh, that's my best known cosplay. What made well? What made you want to do Junkrat? Was it just the design? Did you see that you you felt that you connected with a design, or did you feel like oh, personality wise, maybe like what made you want to go ahead and do Junkrat? Because yours, it's great. It's fantastic. And I thought whenever I see, whenever I see it, I'm just like, fuck. The, <laughs> that's Junkrat. Like that's Junkrat. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, a little bit of everything, really. I mean, when I first booted up Overwatch and I looked at all the characters, and Junkrat was really the one that stood out to me the most. And I was like, well, who's this half-burnt, half-torn-apart guy with a tire on his back? <laughs> and then uh, I found out he was Australian, which, even ever since a little kid, I've just had this fascination with Australia. And I think it all really started with Steve Irwin, of course. And uh, Rest in peace. Rest in peace. And uh, it was a game from the GameCube called Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Which is just every Australian stereotype you can crammed into a fun-packed platformer. <laughs> and uh, it got to me where I would always I would try to do the voice and all that stuff. Um, and that was kind of my reintroduction to cosplay as well. I just I kind of got out of it for a few years. And just seeing Junkrat, just seeing this really cool, crazy character and... Plus, it was also Australian, so I got to do an Australian accent. And also, like, kind of like her with the animation, like, just Junkrat's kind of body language in games. Like, he's hunched over. He kind of shivers a little bit whenever he talks. 
Yeah, and so like you chose those animations, and it was just something that you could you could you could do. I could see myself yeah. doing that and having fun with it because hmm. cosplay more for me is I like to role play. I like to become that character for a full weekend and just stop being myself. Yeah, yeah. That's actually that's actually the kind of the coolest part to me about cosplay is seeing these people who you know there's you have of course people who walk around cons and they're just like. Hey, it's me, Joe, and I'm I'm in the Sakura costume. I don't know why Joe would be Sakura, but you know, it's, but it's like it it's like wow, it's a great costume, but where's Sakura? You know. But then you have the people who, even if their costume, I mean, I say it's not up to par, but it's like it's not as good as what you might see. As long as the personality's there, like that costume shines through, right? Um, and you see those people who cosplay, who actually like play that character. I don't know. I think that's great. I love that. Yeah, uh, I remember. When we went to <coughs> Comic-Con a few, I say a few years ago, like six years ago. Hold on. Cody just coughed right all over my fucking hand. <laughs> Jesus. I saw him cough, and then he looked at you, and then he looked at the table and hunched. And I don't, I had no, I was like, is my, he joking? My hair was blown back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, I'm dying. Died. <laughs> a few years ago, we went to, to Comic-Con. This was 2013, because Cody and I were like, we need con practice, because we went to PAX East a, a few years ago. Again, six years ago now. Uh, so we went to Comic-Con. I remember one cosplayer still sticks out in my head. Do you remember the person, or maybe it was <coughs> multiple people in the costume? I don't know. Well, it, it was a full-ass Ninetales. Mm -hmm. Oh, I do. Oh, my God. Like, walking, yes. like, full-size, you know, all the tails were moving, the glowing eyes. And I remember seeing this. I'm like... Of how first off, I was like, "How fucking long did it take you to make yep. that?" And B, I was like, "How much did it cost to make that?" Oh no, that was a real nine tails. Uh, I mean, you could have convinced me. We have a nine tails problem. I'm Alabama. fairly sure that it was one person on four stilts bent wow. over, walking yeah. around. I mean, it was. I mean, it, it was huge. I mean, like. Like a big ass dog walking around. I, mean, I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, it was like if nine tails were real, this is what it was, and like that that always stuck out to me. And like they didn't talk. Like people would be like, "Oh, can we get a picture?" And like the nine tails would pose, but you wouldn't hear like, a, "Oh, thanks for liking my cosplay," because that person was nine tails. I always thought like that was. I thought that was neat because they had like, their mouth duct taped. On yeah, the <laughs> I'm in character. One of the more interesting things that happened to me at uh, I think it was at Comic Con. Uh, was the was um, I took a pic two pictures of two different Yu-Gi-Ohs or Yu-Gi-Ohs Yu-Gi's <laughs> not Yu-Gi-Ohs two pic two pictures of two different Yu-Gi's and I met both of those people at separate times in Tuscaloosa so like I met those two people I was like I know you from somewhere wow. and like well, you know it wasn't just out in public I wasn't just like were you Yugi back? In <laughs> I don't have that level of like memory, but I met them and I knew them through people that I knew. And I was like, I remember you from somewhere. And they're like, I don't remember you. I'm like, well, I remember you. And I went back and looked through my Comic Con uh, photos from that time period, and I found these two pictures. I'm like, oh my god, that's so and so. That's so and so. And I had taken at that because the same year, I'd taken two pictures of two different Yugis, and they both, I both, both met them within like six months of each other, wow. and like in real life. That was so weird for me. <laughs> that's crazy. It was the heart of the cards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did I say, did you duel on the street? When yeah. You I, I almost did. <laughs> I do keep at least three Yugi Yu-Gi-Oh decks in my card at all times. You know that. You say that. That used to be true. It used to be true. <laughs> I also keep, I used to keep Pokemon cards in my car as well as Magic the Gathering. So I was ready to duel. Well, I used to, <laughs> my, my senior year in high school, I took 
uh, I have my deck with me at all times. <laughs> you never know when you have to send somebody's ass to the Shadow Realm. Yeah, you never know. I mean, there's one right next to my bed. A Shadow Realm or a deck? A deck. <laughs> Bone. You gotta stay strapped. It's like, Dad, there's a giant portal to a to an evil dimension. We gotta do something about this. He's like, just throw your trash in it. What I love about you, Gil, though, just to go on a little tangent real quick, since we're on the the the, the subject, um, the Shadow Realm was actually them going to hell. <laughs> like in oh. the original Japanese, they were dying going to hell. They were sending their asses to hell. So every time Yugi defeated somebody for just being like, oh no, you you cheated in this card game, Yugi sent him to fucking hell. <laughs> so, just just a reminder, Yugi's stronger than Shaggy. But that's just me. Uh, whoa! <laughs> well, that's a huge assumption. Tall words. I remember, I get, since we're talking about Yu Gi Oh! and cosplay, <laughs> this kind of fits. I remember the Yu Gi Oh! podcast. <laughs> yeah. For my, how I must have been like five or six or something. But, anyways, my mom for Halloween bought me a full ass Yu Gi costume with, it had the little pyramid thing necklace, the whole purple, blue suit, whatever, and the spiky hair. And I remember I, that's what I was going to wear for Halloween. And then. We went over to my grandma's house because she wanted to see it for some reason. And the cat that she had at the time destroyed the wig. The wig. It was made of plastic and rubber. I was going to ask, like, was it one of those like where it's a mask except it's for your hair yes. instead of your face? It was, it okay, was yeah. a mask for my hair. <laughs> and the cat was so terrified of it. It just tore it to pieces. Oh, that makes sense. And I remember I was so pissed off at that cat. I'm like, that fucking Kiki. You it know? was self-defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. I need it. There are pictures of you in this. Oh, there's right? absolutely pictures of me in this. <laughs> Please, costume. can we get them out? I would have to find them, but I know for there's probably even a home tape of me in that video. Oh, or my in God. that costume. I need you saying we need a data. Oh, and I had a dual disc too. Dude. I still, I still have my. I still disc. have my dual disc. I have mine. Yeah. In, uh, it's in my younger brother's closet. Damn, I don't yeah. know what happened to mine. That oh, makes me sad. <laughs> well, Stay tuned for the bonus show. We just fucking. I am. We've been trying to get together to do a Yu-Gi-Oh! dual stream, and it's been so frustrating. Because I'm ready. You <laughs> <laughs> don't need a blue eyes dick. Just let me know. <laughs> Anywho, what were we talking about again? Uh, cosplay. cosplay? Yeah, something. I had a question. Um, is, is, what is, when, you, when you find a character that you want to do, what, what's, what is typically your process in setting out from going from like concept to creation? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know each process is different, but like... Just what is sort of literally the trajectory of oh, a man. costume? So many steps. <laughs> um, I was actually just talking to one of my friends about this because she's wanting to make a Kirby costume, which is going to be super cute. But, that um, seems like <laughs> super easy at first, but the more oh, I think no, about it. Nothing is easy in cosplay. I feel like I'm terrified of the idea of dressing up as Kirby. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Yes, but um, generally, like, I'll, like, take it easy at first and just lounge on the couch and, like, save, like, several hundred Google image reference photos of, like, any little, like, detail that I can think of. Um, then I'll look at other cosplayers that have already done that character and, like, kind of, like, think to myself what I like that they did or what I don't like as far as what materials they used, how the overall costume comes off. Um, and then I do the super fun part of going to buy materials, <laughs> which will then sit on the shelf for like a month while I avoid making anything. <laughs> Boy, someone should do something with that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you just start making. Like, you got to start somewhere, and usually it's forcing yourself to go to your workplace and pick something up and stop being afraid of cutting it into little pieces. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that was one of the that was that was uh, that's an interesting thing you were think. I just started thinking about was just like how do you how do you get? I mean, do you do a cost analysis of it all like up front? Try not to. Because <laughs> like I'm sitting here thinking like I would never do it if I actually yeah, did that. I think if you because it feels like I would get halfway into something I'm like. Fuck me! I'm about five hundred yeah, deep in this, yeah, and yeah. I, I I don't have my dual disc yet. Ignorance is bliss. I kind of like go off of this like general feeling I have of like, okay, you you've spent too much money. You need to start going the cheap route now. Like, there's things that I will be cheap on, and then there's things that I will be like spare no expense on. So it's funny that you mentioned that because that's actually a, a fairly common question that I personally have gotten at cons when I'm like with junk writers. I was like. Usually, the first question is, how long did it take to make that? And usually about 90% of the time, the follow-up question is, how much did it cost to make that? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> don't ask. Don't I don't ask. want to know. Exactly. I don't want to know how much I time I spent on this or how much money. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people look at any hobby and they're like, well, how much money am I going to have to spend on this hobby? I mean, I definitely do that with any of my hobbies. and most that my, with podcasting. Yeah, we, I did, we did that with podcasting. I was like, okay, well, you can make an initial investment of this much and then, boom, we're done for the next, like, three years. And uh, that's what we did. Uh, but, you know, with cosplay, it seems like you may you could say okay well I budget out 500 or I say 500 is a very lofty budget I, yes I yeah. feel like that would be a pretty but like, entailed cost yeah so let's say let's say 200 then but then all of a sudden you're like well shit it's not as detailed as I want it to be I need to go back and get something else or this material's oh, not yeah. this material's not working that. so yeah. uh, suddenly or you know or it's, this material looks almost fake in a way you know just something yeah. just you end up it feels like it's and you constantly improve do you constantly that's the other question do you constantly improve those cosplays oh, over time or yes. like like is it you know it's not just like okay well i'm done with this time for me to move on or do you have to go back and you know yeah kind of readjust for everyone that's like a little different um like for me the biggest thing is i won't finish the entire costume by a certain point so i'll get like the majority of it done and then i'll go back and add in the accessories or the things that weren't a hundred percent necessary for me to wear it to a convention. So I, I will constantly add to it that way. But um, like I was saying with the images that I collect and I also go on YouTube and watch tutorial after tutorial and just, so it's just a ton of research before I ever pick up material um, mainly because I don't like wasting material and having to buy more. So for me, it's like it, Generally, I can make it work out where I'm not like having to go back and redo too much because um, that's just my personality. I hate redundant things, and so I'm like, nope, this is like one shot. <laughs> We're gonna do it. I mean, I'm, I'm in the process. Well, not in the process right now, but later this year, I will be doing like a heavy rehaul of my junk rat just because mm. I've learned a lot about cosplay just within the past year. That new peg leg. I'm gonna redo the tire actually. Uh, Gonna try to do that wig for the third time <laughs> and actually make the shorts because I've learned how to sew this year. Oh. Thanks to her. <laughs> See, that that's something with cosplay. I think a lot of people, or like, again, from an outside looking in perspective, are like, oh, cosplay's your hobby. It's like, yeah, cosplay's kind of my hobby, but also to be an effective cosplayer, you have to know how to plan and to manage and to, you know, like, so like you're learning how to, sew. like, that's a lifelong skill for some people. And you're like, Oh, I need to learn this so I can cosplay yeah. better. So it's like, it's multiple other things and hobbies and research, like feeding into this one. Like it, I, 
I don't know. It's so many things. That's yeah. why it's so cool because there's always something else that you can learn. Like yeah. with every new costume that I do, I try and work in another material. Like I'm going to do LEDs for the first time or I'm going to cast resin for the first time. Like, And so with every costume, you kind of are adding another skill to your repertoire so that in the future you'll have that under your belt and yeah. your costumes just become more and more intricate and elaborate and looking at a costume and problem solving your way through how am I going to create that becomes less and less intimidating because you can look at it and be like, oh, I'll use this material for that part, this material for that part. Whereas if you're just starting out, you're like, I don't even know where I would start. And the key is that you just have to start. Yeah. Because <laughs> like cosplay is a cosplay. It's an art as well. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. you are. I mean, it's like because it, of the way we were talking about it is you are spending so much time sculpting this suit this this and not, that doesn't even include the personality aspects and the and the actual research that goes into the character itself but just like the costume itself um it's an art form and it's not just an art form like if i were to learn how to paint and as, as a hobby right yeah it's a hobby and it's art but it doesn't necessarily i'm going to show it off this is something that at the end of it all you have to you don't have to but you're more than likely going yes. to go and show yes. people yeah. and you're going to put on display and you are going to be um and i know like me personally, I don't know if it's a bad habit or if it's just a common habit or what. But whenever I'm going to Comic Con or what, or go to any sort of convention, I'm looking at these different costumes, and as I'm going along, I'm like, "Well, that one's better than that one, and this one." <laughs> so you're in competition with everyone else. Mm. I would feel like I, I, to some degree, um, and so I don't know. I, I think it's 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 wild. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of everything. It is. It is because you definitely want to be the best, and like I am very competitive, but I also have over the years tried to get away from comparing myself to others because you might see someone and think like oh my costume is better crafted than them or whatever but you don't know what stage that could be their first costume and that's mm -hmm. like amazing that they got into cosplay and like they made that that's awesome and it doesn't matter if yours came out better you've maybe been doing it for longer or you're just more meticulous but you know they have things that they can do that you probably can't as well and you just don't know that um and then on the other side of that if you compare yourself to other cosplayers, there's always going to be someone better than you, too. And the danger in that is, oh, well, they're so good. Why Why should I even try? Versus, you know, looking at them and being like, wow, they're so good. I want to be like that, too. Like, and yeah. using them as inspiration and uh, motivation. And so kind of like using the competitiveness within yourself to push yourself to be the best you can be so that when you do wear that piece of art that you made and you put it on your body and take it out in public to show people and share it with everyone at the convention, um, you want to be able to feel proud of it and feel like I pushed myself. I did, I did my best. I didn't, you know, back down or let this intimidate me. Um, and so, you know, it's really about like making something to the best of your abilities. What you said earlier about um, using the inspiration, using motivation. What well, I guess who uh, are cosplayers that you sort of hold up as like these are my inspirations. As so, like what what maybe what do we get started? Like um, who wants to uh, <laughs> who are, like the cosplay goals? Like okay, this this is the level I would like to be at one day. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I guess back in like my early days, I didn't really realize that there were a bunch of cosplayers out there that were just like super high level. And then there came along this one that just blew my mind. And I didn't even know who she was as a person or anything. I just saw pictures of her on like Google images or whatever. Um, and her name is uh, Svetlana Quint. She's a Russian who lives in Germany. 
Um, and she goes by the name Kamui Cosplay. And uh, like she is famous for her Warbla builds from World of Warcraft, and they're just like gorgeous, amazing. She like kind of pioneered um, using Warbla for armor builds and like so much detail, so beautiful. She's like my absolute favorite um, cosplayer. He knows I'm like obsessed with her. <laughs> he calls her, her my wife. For <laughs> yes, uh, and I cried. <laughs> but um, she's just her personality is great too. I actually got to see her in person at Dragon Con a few years ago. She was in an armor building panel, and um, <laughs> I'll never forget. Like my favorite thing that she has ever said was a girl stood up and asked her. You know, how when you're making female armor, how do you get the uh, and she kind of had her hands like around her chest and was like hesitating. And Kamui just goes, Oh, the boobies. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl's like, Yes, yes. And she's like, Oh, well, when I pattern the boobies, I do. <laughs> so she was telling her how, how to make a round form out of like a flat material and like. After that, it was just like, I love you. Like, you're amazing. <laughs> and she's just very oriented around sharing her knowledge with the community and helping everyone to get better, which is really, really cool. And she's also just <coughs> amazingly talented. Yeah, I, I, turning a flat object into a round object. <laughs> I see cosplay yeah. do it all the time. Other cosplayers do it all the time. And I'm just like, that's black magic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, that shouldn't even be possible. We sold our souls. I, I, mean. I try to bend a piece of paper in like, several different ways and next thing you know I got a crumpled ball of paper in my hand hey it's round mission accomplished uh Zero how about you do you have any like inspirations in the in the cosplay community I know you joked you're like I gotta pull out the spreadsheet so (laughs) yeah I I have two that really come to mind Uh, the first one is the girl that actually inspired me to actually go forth and try junk rap Uh, and her name is Baka cosplay uh, German like your your, your wife (laughs) German cosplayers Uh, she is Probably one of the best wig cosplay art, transform artists that I've ever seen. Like, she put LEDs and smoke in her junk rack wig, oh. and it's fantastic. Uh, along with her is uh, another uh, Ubers cosplay, who does the best giant mecha cosplays I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I actually met him at, was it Florida Supercon? In Florida. And... He was wearing a Gundam Mark II cosplay. Oh, wow. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was already impressive enough, but he started taking it off until how he transported between cons. The entire Gundam cosplay breaks down into small pieces, and he can put it in the backpack of the Gundam. Oh, and wow. That's how he Which trans- is like the size of a large suitcase. What? <laughs> yes. That is cool. It's about maybe half, not even maybe a quarter size of this table. Yeah. Helmet and everything. Wow. I'm just like. So he's a genius engineer. Yeah, he's <laughs> a genius engineer. Uh, that, see, that's something else. Like, I've, like, especially if you go to like these conventions, you know, across the country or even other states, like transport. Or, I mean, I mean, we're all about to go to Comic Con. Like, that's in Birmingham. You still have to transport your stuff like an hour or whatever. Like, that seems logistically a nightmare for me. Like I, I, I'm very anal with my planning. So like, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> yeah, being you like, are. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't imagine being like, uh, how do I get, especially if you were like a mech or something like, uh, how do I get this giant robot yeah. in my car? <laughs> or how do you get on a plane? Or a plane, especially. Yeah. There's one that blew my mind last, Last year at Comic Con, there was a fellow who did like a life-size Reinhardt with a hammer and armor, and it, or he had the oh. hammer. Uh, he, he said he's working on the armor, just like the logistics oh, of like 
putting that together and like transporting because I've, I've seen sort of the the cosplay horror stories like there's what i told the boys a while back there's a girl who's at a convention who did like unit from final fantasy 10 too like lovingly you know, made dress hand stitched feathers on, on the skirt but it got caught in an elevator and it, it ripped as it went up and just, like everybody in the building just like felt the soul, their soul leave their body so like yeah. just like i can imagine like what are some of the, like the, the nervous parts that go into making like into traveling into making like it's like and how do you like circumvent sort of these sort yeah, of like problems yeah i think it takes like riding what 12 hours in a car jammed packed full of cosplay armor like that so full that you have cosplay in your lap for the entire drive like to realize i i need to figure out i would tire sat in my lap way. all the way to atlanta <laughs> <laughs> but um it's you know you just kind of learn as you go and sometimes it means if you're traveling you have to strategically pick which costumes you're gonna bring Um, am i I gonna bring a more sewing heavy costume along with this big armor because two big boxes full of armor aren't gonna fit in my car with the four other people riding with me so it's just kind of making making hard decisions (laughs) i think it's kind of cool that you can get to a point to where it's like oh god let's see this this convention is going to be in the summertime. Got to bring my summertime yes. cosplay. <laughs> yes, you know <laughs> that you have these different cosplays depending on the time of year. And I don't know. I think that's super super cool. Um, but yeah, it's funny you bring that one up. I actually <laughs> want to chime in on that. That uh, last year I made the great mistake of wearing Junkrat in the coldest part of the year, <laughs> oh. and I ah. I froze to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He likes to be shirtless. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over here in my tracer like padded leather fleece line jacket like i'm so comfy uh is there a is there a a a character that you have done that was overly complex or that you're or that you're thinking about doing but it's still very uh intimidating because of how complex it is is there anything like that I'm working on Goblin Slayer right now, and oh, that wow. helmet has so many curves and edges. Yeah. In it now, that, but there's so many other Goblin Slayer cosplays I've found on Instagram, and they're all luckily they're also nice to uh, share their knowledge with me. So hopefully that'll that'll be my yeah. best prop yet. Yeah, Tracer from Overwatch has been my biggest and most entailed cosplay that I have done yet. Um, I started around little earlier than this time last year. I was finishing it around this time last year, and it involved patterning, um, which is when you figure out the shapes for your fabric and foam um, that you will then combine into a finished pants, jacket, armor piece, whatever. Um, And then sewing um, foam. Tracer was my first dive into fabricating with EVA foam, which is like the squishy floor mats that you can get um, at Harbor Freight or stuff that you stand on so your feet don't hurt. Yeah. So yeah. if you drop your kid, it doesn't, they don't, your kid doesn't break. Yeah, like, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they don't yeah. get too messed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cody's house but, uh, was covered yeah, in that one. That was, <laughs> <laughs> my car's covered in it right now. I can't very, see on my windshield. <laughs> very intimidating. I, I did all the sewing first because that was what I was very comfortable with and then watched, I call him Foam Sensei, a bunch of um, evil Ted Smith's YouTube videos on how you make foam armor and uh yeah that that foam sat in my workshop for about a month <laughs> while i stared at it and was afraid of it <laughs> again someone should really get on that <laughs> was there any cosplay that you just or any character that you just stopped part way through or or that you had bought stuff for and 
you were just like, I don't want to fucking do this. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, never mind. Or transformed it into something different. Or I think that's definitely, again, like kind of a big like difference um, between different cosplayers and their personalities. Like me with my personality, I, like I know if I buy something, like nah, we're gonna finish that. <laughs> like, I will. Like I don't have discipline in a lot of areas of my life, but if I spend money on cosplay supplies, they are going to become a costume. And I like I will not start another costume until I finish the one that I'm uh, on. Yeah, that's really good. That's a very good mentality. I recently tried to learn to knit, and uh, the first day I tried to make a. Um, I slipped not to go on the needle and I could not get it to work right so I threw it down for a week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I've walked we're, away. We're doing, I think we're, I went back to it. I tried doing it. Still failed. And now I'm on a crochet so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Another question I had you said earlier about you know traveling to people like um, what's sort of been like your experience like, like getting into the cosplay community and like like what, what have you learned is like sort of like what are your experience with that just like growing and meeting and traveling and just encountering all these different people um i guess like for me like when i you know talked about my nerd repression years where i wasn't doing nerdy things um i felt like i was kind of sitting on the sidelines a lot because i would still look at cosplayers and think like oh this is so cool but that was all i was like consuming other people's creations and so then i was like i'm i'm full of like eating basically feeding on other people's art and it was just very it got to be very depressing because then I'm a very creative person and I wasn't creating my own things I was just like absorbing everything that everyone else had created and being like oh that's so cool but I wasn't doing it myself and so for me cosplay became like I want to participate in this community I want to contribute to this community and uh, with traveling for conventions like we do a lot of local conventions because it's more cost effective yeah. <laughs> but um, you know you see other people on social media or online posting oh I went to this convention and we're going to this convention and they're across the country and they look like paradise and so <laughs> you kind of start making plans to like buy plane tickets and fly to this convention or hey let's do a road trip to this convention and like the next date over and you just kind of start slowly branching out further and further um like the farthest away i've been is still just one state out of alabama i have not flown to a convention yet but maybe one day <laughs> you're flown i mean fort lauderdale was pretty far it was it was still in florida <laughs> oh it's a- down the, the bottom, the bottom of Florida. <laughs> we <laughs> tried Peninsula. <laughs> Basically another state. <laughs> Practically another country down there. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is the one... What? What do you love? <laughs> 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 no, I don't, I don't know. Um, what is the one cosplay or character that would be the one to end all of them? Like, if this was it, like, this is it. Like, if you died, like, you're happy. This is this is awesome. Like, the cosplay to end all cosplays. It took us such a turn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess, like, what he's trying to say, like, what would be, like, your, like, dream, dream, dream cosplay? Dream cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine's right off that up. Uh, I want to do something from Mobile Suit Gundam. I've thought about doing Char's Red Zaku. Oh. And also, uh, the, the real big one would be doing the Wing Zero from the Endless Waltz movie with the big angel wings and everything, because that's where I got my nickname, and it's just my favorite Gundam in the Dang. whole franchise. That would look sick. <laughs> yeah, that also I, sounds very complicated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I look at it as like, I love this Gundam, and I think about cosplaying, it's like, and the anxiety is sitting in. <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess for me, just because, like, every cosplay that I do, I, like, it's 
part of my heart and soul. Like they're all kind of my dream mm-hmm. cosplays. And so I, I kind of am now like picking like, oh, I'll do a few smaller quote easier <laughs> cosplays and then I'll like maybe have one really big build that I'll do for the year um but I don't have like one that I'm kind of like holding up and like putting off or anything because when I when I think of one that I want to do I'm just like let's do it so I understand everyone's like kind of like you're it's like uh you love all your children equally yes yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> except for I that don't. one redheaded one <laughs> <laughs> yeah Pat uh, <laughs> poor, poor Patrick. He gets you. Uh, wait, he's a touchy actually. Uh, but uh, I, you know, we were talking about earlier. We we're talking about the different skills that we each individually have, or that not we. I mean, I, I, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that everyone that you kind of build as you go along. Uh, what is your next skill? I should say, or what skill are you kind of working on now? And uh, like, what what's a skill that you have that's in kind of progress, or what you want to learn in the future for to improve your cosplay? And what's one that you feel like you pretty much you know you've not mastered necessarily, but you got pretty. pretty or the one that, like you're most proud of? Yeah, most developing. proud of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most proud of. I, I would have hands down foam work. That was mm-hmm. how I really started getting back into cosplay. <clears throat> just cutting foam, gluing it. Uh, sewing is kind of like my middle area right now. I feel like I got the basic skill of sewing down. It's like you put the needle down here and you fabric <laughs> through. And when the needle starts moving, you cry for 30 minutes. <laughs> but uh, wig styling is my next big challenge. Mm-hmm. I would really like to learn how to make a good wig that isn't like a rug sitting on my head. Yeah, you got to steal a lot of hair. <laughs> I just want to go to people at cons and just like shave off their hair. Like, I like your hair. I need this. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, hair cutters. I need one bag of hair, please. What do they do with it? They just sweep it up. Throw hair. it in the garbage. No, they don't. Get they some get some crazy glue and go to town. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's hard. I I mean, I guess I definitely say sewing is my most comfortable, um, but it's probably the one I enjoy the least because it can be so tedious. And sewing machines are kind of known for doing this thing that uh, one of my cosplay friends calls bastarding. And bastarding is when your sewing machine just starts messing up for no reason and you spend the next hour trying to figure out and troubleshoot why it won't sew. It's scary. I'm always, I'm always yeah, afraid. It's horrible. I'm always afraid that a sewing machine is going to destroy my It's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can sew through your finger, but it's not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, hold on. That feeds into this question. Have you ever suffered an injury making a oh, cosplay? Yes. Or, like, what's the worst one. Um, when I was making Junkrat's <laughs> arm, uh, he's got little, I put little oh, foam no. bits on the glove, and I didn't really have like a hand model or anything like to put into the glove, so I put my hand in this glove, <laughs> this nylon glove, and I hot glued armor directly to my hand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have, I had blisters. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I will oh, never redo that glove. I mean, I'll redo a lot of other parts of junk wrap, but that, that glove. That glove stays. I'm buried with that glove. So really learned, uh, his his prosthetic arm for junk rat is is, is real. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually planning to chop off his leg so that he can just have a legit peg leg. Oh, He's a cool. method actor, just like Charlize Theron did for uh, her character in Fury Road. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, I like as someone that like just loves making their own costumes. I have this thing that I kind of spitefully say to myself i say it's not it's a costume 
and it's not a cosplay until it has your blood on it somewhere. <laughs> um, ah, yes, the ritual sacrifice. Yes, ah, yeah, yes like it. you must. Um, I think like probably the worst thing that I can think of is I was cutting fabric, and I've heard of people doing this, and I was always like, how would you... That's stupid. How would you do that? But I cut my finger with scissors. Like, felt the scissors literally cut my flesh. I'm in pain. Horrible. The bodily cringes at this table. Yeah, I'm like moving all my fingers around like, all right, boys are still safe. But but see, I've, I've done that before too where I've like cut like my finger from just cut, I don't remember what I was cutting, but I've done that, and I still think, like, how do you fucking do yeah. that? I've done that. That's why I use child safety scissors. <laughs> <laughs> or a butter knife. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so whenever you, you, once it's finished, you just cut yourself to get all your blood on it. Yeah, Chris and Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Play something like, jutsu Literally, like, whenever it happens, you just smash that blood, right? Right <laughs> into the fabric, smear it on the armor, like, Rafiki on Simba. I don't. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> it, it all makes sense to me. Yeah. I get it. No, it, it does. It really does. Uh, something. Something. Dragon Con. Lion King. Uh, Disney. There we go. We've we've solved the problem. <laughs> so if you want to get into cosplay, watch Lion King. Uh, I, I think, and I I think this will be our final question. If you do you speak for all of us, really? No, but I think it's a good question to go out on. No, go plus ahead. I'm really I'll smart. I'll allow so. it. <laughs> controlling this. Uh, if you so, if somebody was listening to this and was like, "Man, I really want to get into cosplay. I just don't know how." What would be the one piece of advice you would give them first? Um, just don't worry about. I feel like judgment and ridicule is something that keeps a lot of people from trying cosplay. Because, like uh, one thing Sarah said, it's like you're like, "Oh, I really would like to try the cosplay of this character," and you do a Google search and you see these amazing cosplays. Like, oh well, they've already done the best version of like that. Don't let that keep you from doing something you could have fun with. Because that's, to the nitty gritty, that's what cosplay is all about. It's about having fun. Dress up as your favorite character and just have fun at a con or have fun in your room playing Fortnite on Twitch. (laughs) 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 Just dress up. And uh, it's like, you see something, it's like, how would I make that? Just YouTube. YouTube is the greatest teacher the world has ever given us. Yeah. And for me, it's, uh, I actually recently saw a quote that I really liked about kind of like getting started on anything that you want to do. And it's start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. So Mm. don't let like that kind of like negative inner voice of like, you don't know how to do that. You don't have the supplies you need to do that. You don't have the space to do that. Like, don't listen, don't talk yourself out of doing something that you want to do. Like literally just (coughs) You know, like I follow teenagers on Instagram that are amazing cosplayers and they're like down in their parents' basement cutting up their mother's fur-lined jacket to (laughs) use on a barbarian cosplay and their axe is made out of cardboard and it's like the most beautiful thing that I've seen. Like I, one girl, I always, like I cannot talk about her enough because she made a Soldier 76 jacket from Overwatch out of colored duct tape. Oh, wow. Um, She didn't know how to sew, didn't want to, like, of course, have the money to go and buy a ton of faux leather and red, white, and blue. And she had duct tape. And it's, like, the coolest thing. Like, it is literally an entire jacket out of duct tape. Like, you can make art, you can make cosplay out of 
literally anything that you have. People make armor out of pizza boxes and it looks <laughs> amazing. So it's just take what you love and start doing it. So you're telling me the $200 I spent on yarn and knitting needles, just uh, I should have just started you with... You got cables right here. I, <laughs> damn it. Just I want all... a scarf made out of microphone <laughs> cables. You know, you, you inspired me. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, bo- both of you, Zero and Sarah, for joining us. Thank you for having us. Uh, go, go ahead and plug whatever you have. Se- what cons you guys are showing up at this year, where people can meet you if, they, if they're going to be there and stuff like that. Ooh, man, we have a lot of cons um, <laughs> this year. We're both going to be at Comic-Con coming up. We, sh- we should, like, talk to Comic-Con about endorsing. <laughs> <laughs> Magic City Con, maybe Hamicon. Uh, we're going to MobyCon this year. That'll be our first time going to that one down yeah, in Mobile, in Alabama. Mobile. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you like me, don't totally hate me, you know, <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Morris World, M-O-R-R-I-S-S, World, like Wayne's World, on Instagram. And you can probably find me on Facebook, too. <laughs> and uh, if you want to follow me and see what kind of shenanigans I get into, you can follow me <laughs> at Instagram at Just Call Me Zero. And that's zero with the number zero at the end of it, <laughs> because the other one person with the regular handle won't get back to me (laughs) (laughs) that that was like me i I had the issue recently where i found somebody with the twitter handle just at tanner and i was like i really want that and they haven't tweeted in like two years same this account is it's yeah it's a ghost so i'm waiting for twitter to just purge a bunch of accounts i'm I'm waiting for instagram hop on it uh well thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of all you can hear podcasts as always we are on soundcloud itunes google podcast overcast spotify pretty much everything podcast is on you just search it but if you're listening to this you know that us leave us a like a review a subscription a rating all that good stuff helps us out tremendously right now we are hosting well i guess well yeah we're technically hosting it uh, the best anime OPs of all time tournament. Uh, the nomination form is live. It's our pin tweet on Twitter at AYCH podcast. You can click on that. You can nominate. You have to do a minimum of four OPs, but up to eight. Uh, but the form doesn't close till March 1st. So you still have plenty of time. If you're listening to this today and like, Oh my God, I have to listen to a thousand openings. Uh, you have plenty of time. So don't stress about it. Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram, AYCH podcast. We got Pat doing some amazing godly things on our Instagram. Uh, things I could never even fathom. Uh, Our characters are so good. Pat does a fantastic job. Pat with does characters. a fantastic job, but it's funny because I know I know like a trick artists have. Well, they'll draw people in like the same shirt sometimes just to like make them recognizable. And I'm like, damn, I wear that fucking blue shirt all the fucking time that Pat draws me in. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying not to wear it as much. Uh, and you can follow us on twitch.tv slash all you can hear. If you're listening to this on Monday, uh, Colt and Wenzel will actually be live tonight and all of this week playing uh, tonight. Except Friday. Don't lie Except Friday. Except Friday. Excuse me. Monday through Thursday. Uh, tonight they will be finishing Metro 2033 and starting tomorrow, Tuesday, they will be streaming Metro Last Light Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So definitely keep up with that and as always you can follow me on twitter at tanner1495 i am colt you can follow me on twitter at colt d00 uh come in have some fun on uh twitch later tonight uh if you drop by just say hi 
don't lurk in the chat. You can lurk in the chat if you want to. But just talk to me, please. <laughs> it's hard. It's kind of hard to work with just Wenzel and me. Oh, wow, dick. You suck. <laughs> we had to keep them in separate uh, Twitch boxes. So they, 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 they fuss and fight so much. Yeah, yeah. they can't talk to each other till they stream, and then we like just let the wall up. <laughs> just that rolling sound of like a rolling door. Uh, yeah. Like a garage door. There's an alarm. Doritos <laughs> <laughs> um, <Turritos> ready. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Coffin Cody, and uh, you can follow me at CODDOC11. That's CODDOC11 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Winslow. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Winsy Wilkie. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Winsy. Uh, thank you for listening again, and thank you for uh, keeping up with the Metro stream. And again, we're going to be doing that tonight. And if you want to catch up, I guess, on Metro, watch our streams, even though we're talking a lot and we don't know what's happening most of the time. So, yeah. <laughs> they are the utmost authority on the Metro series. I'm saying that right now, no one on this planet knows more about Metro than Colton Winslow. In English, exactly. uh, every Metro expert is Russian. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Everybody in Russia knows way more about Metro than Colton Winslow. But Colton Winslow, as far as... Two guys from central Alabama, you're not going to find a better expert. Yeah. So if you want to get caught up on that before Metro Exodus, uh, watch our streams. This is Patrick. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John Lost His Name. You can follow my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. Uh, again, thank you, uh, Sarah and Zero, for joining us today. Uh, round of applause. Thank you. I can't clap. Yeah. 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 Uh, and bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>